Hello and welcome to the Pen Addict Podcast, episode number 45. The Pen Addict Podcast is a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper, and the stationary things that we love so much. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined, as always, by the sensei of stationary, that is, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Oh, nice. I like that. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. I must say I planned that one ahead a little bit because of our topic today. Yeah, that's good. I didn't think of that, and uh, that it fits in perfectly with what we're going to be talking about. You are the, you are the sensei. But can I, before we jump into our topic today, which is um, we're going to be talking about Japanese pens today, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Doing a lot of got some good feedback on some uh, Japanese pens. It's a topic we've had, um, you know, kind of kind of uh, ready to roll here for a few weeks now. So I'm glad we're able to get to it. And actually, it, it worked out well because I was able to add a few things too that were kind of important to talk about. Yeah, and obviously it helped because we're a little bit ahead. Um, yeah, that <laughs> it helped more than you know because there's no way I would have put. Uh, I didn't have anything ready in between our our last episode and this episode, so I'm glad we kind of had this uh, planned out already. But made my life a lot easier. Good. So yeah, we're uh, obviously you know we had an episode Thursday and today is Monday when we're recording and releasing. So. Yeah, we're going to be on the weird schedule here for a few weeks, and yeah. then we're going to be almost a week and a half till our next episode. It'll be next week, but it'll be late next week, I think, mm-hmm. Thursday. Yep. I think people just want an episode. They've seen us go before, Brad, they don't want it to happen again. I know, I know. It won't happen, promise. <laughs> so um, I just want to follow up very quickly, because I mentioned on last week's episode that I bought the Field Notes archive box, and yeah. it has arrived. That was quick. Yeah, very fast, actually. I worked out it was like four or five days, which for international shipping is incredible. When I've ordered things from Field Notes in the past, they've maybe taken a week or two. Like, if you remember, I was waiting for quite a while for my Expedition Edition, wasn't I? Yeah. But they, um, and I bought them on the day. So it might have been just because this was a large item that they had to pay potentially more expensive um, shipping. So maybe it came quicker. Um, it's It's... As well made as you would imagine it would be um, mm-hmm. f- from from the guys over at Field Notes. It's got a real nice feel to it. It feels very handmade, um, nice wood, smells great. Um, the I was just saying to you before we started, like the dimensions of it surprised me. It's a lot bigger than I expected. It's mm-hmm. basically it's about um, it's about an inch bigger than the National Crop Edition box. So it's significantly larger. It's a good few inches, a couple, maybe two inches larger, maybe, maybe an inch and a half, two inches larger than an, a field notes book when you stand it up. Um, and this surprised me, and I potentially think that this is future planning for them, that maybe they expect to do more boxed editions. Um, I guess that was pretty nice. I mean, I really like the National Crop set, and I hope that they do more like that, and I think that this might be them thinking ahead, you know, because there's no reason why you would have it this much larger than the the, the books. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, maybe it's, you know, you just don't want to make a, a, a as tight as possible just, you know, for the, the books down the line, you know, something might be coming out where, you know, you can, can store the larger, you know, if it comes in a different different type of uh, packaging. Do you know what I would love? I would what? love a moleskin-sized one. You know, what do you like mean? Th- a thick. Uh, oh, 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 like a single, yeah. large. Yeah, one? like you know gotcha. the the drive into the gap book. Yeah, that sort of size. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Would be that'd nice. be good. Um, and they've they've stamped like a field notes logo into the top. It looks like it's been heat stamped, so it's dark yeah. brown wood. 
I'm going to put a couple of pictures in because I've also into the show notes because I've also been put my memo books in there. Oh, good! Um, I'd like to see that. So I've I've, I've organised them by um, date order, except the capsule editions at the back. Um, yep. And I but I put the crop edition behind that because it's the box, so I didn't. It would look weird. And then they're in date order by the style, and then I have right at the front currently used books, like ones that I'm currently using. How many do you think you can fit in there? Um, you fit everything you have in there, right? I could fit everything I have in there. And, I mean, I've put some stuff in the back, like I bought some of the bands, and I've put those mm-hmm. behind. I mean, I, you could get quite quite a few in here. Okay, cool. But if I carry on at the rate that I'm going, I'll need to buy another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, very, it's very nice. They give you those dividers, but there aren't enough for me. I've already mm-hmm. used up all of the dividers, um, and I can't find how to order them. But I guess if you email, I, I, what I will do is when, when maybe with after my first colors edition or whatever, I'll email them and ask mm. if it's possible to buy more of the dividers. Um, maybe they just hadn't thought of it. Yeah, yeah. maybe so. Um, but I would, you know, I, I want to be able to to. I mean, because I haven't even written on them. But what I want to do is to write each of the edition names on. But I didn't want to do that in case I run out and then decide to use them in another way later. Exactly. Um, but that's what I would like to do with it is like write like Norvely edition. Um and my Norvely edition showed up. I have a, a packaged Norvely edition now, which I'm very happy about. Cool. Yeah, see I've been scared to even look at the archive box because I know I'd need two right out the gate. <laughs> I yeah. don't even, I don't know that I want to go there yet. Yeah, I know. I mean I the footprint is a lot larger than I expected and it's taking up a bit of my desk space, so I actually need to rearrange my desk to keep it here. But it's freed up other space. That I was just stacking my books on, so. Well, I bet it looks pretty sweet on your desk too. It does look really nice. It's 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 a very it's very nicely made, and I mean you, you know you kind of expect that from them, but um, I'm really happy with it. I'm really cool. happy with it. So yeah, that's that. That's awesome. Well, man, I didn't have too much follow up just because the uh, the timing of our last episode. I did. Um, you know, from when we recorded Thursday, I did a review on Friday, which I thought was a pretty cool review with a interesting ink, the Noodler's Rome Burning ink, that kind of copper brown that that fade that washes out into a purple ink. It can't be washed out, but it it actually turns color. Um, the the permanency ink color is a, a little bit different. So that was that was well received on Friday, and then I think from the time I posted that Friday until the time we're recording right now, I haven't had time to do squat with pens or ink or anything. I didn't even. I wanted to get a review out on today on Monday for the blog, and man, I've just been slammed. It's getting to be getting to be that time of year where we're just going going sideways all the time. So I didn't have too much follow up. I hope to get after this episode tonight. I hope to get another another review out tomorrow probably on the blog i got a bunch in the can i just need the time to write them up and do things like that but um i did get a funny email i wanted to share with you it's really short short and sweet and i got a good laugh out of it and the guy um guy named jonathan sent me an email and i just laughed when he read this i'm gonna read this to you real quick okay so the subject line is to a man of dubious influence (laughs) so that's how he starts it (laughs) It says good evening good sir i just went what can only be referred to in good conscience as ape poop on jet pens. He didn't use the word poop. He used the other word. 
And I thought I'd share my itemized list of woes with my absentee might as well be smack dealer, namely you. <laughs> <laughs> so he went on, he bought a, a Fisher Space Pen, a Coico Classic Sport, a Uniball Karutoga, one of the Coico clips uh, in gold. That's a, he said, nod to Mike. Um, Nicely done, Co- sir. Yeah, Coico uh, fountain pen ink cartridges, a few packs of that, and a bottle of uh, Diamine Oxblood Red Ink. Uh, with thanks for spurring my latest addiction, Jonathan. So I thought that was hilarious. I got a good laugh out of that. Um, yeah, Jonathan's email echoes a lot of the what can only be called abuse that me and you receive on Twitter on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I wanted to do it because we get a lot of this, and it's like it's you know I blame you, it's your fault. <laughs> you know, it's all in good fun, and we yeah, we think course. it's it's pretty hilarious. And uh, you know, everyone, it's actually been uh, ramping up on on Twitter. We've been getting a lot here in this past, I'd say, the past week. It's all it's been something. A lot of a lot of fountain pen buyers, first time fountain pen buyers, things like that. So it's always fun to get emails and, and tweets like that. So we appreciate it. Keep them coming because I got a good laugh out of that one. Indeed, yeah. I mean, I always enjoy. It. I like sometimes um, I can't get I don't get involved in the conversations because sometimes I will come to Twitter and there'll be like twenty. They're like this massive conversation I'm involved in, and usually. Yep. I know that you know people tweet to us, but most of the time, if they get you know if they get your advice, they don't need mine. Mm-hmm. Um, is the way that I look at it. And you know, if, if if you haven't responded to something, then I will try. But I figure the best advice that that can be given to someone is yours, because you you know you know more about this than me at the moment. Although I am, I'm out to get you. Um, oh yeah, there's be. no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I I always read them. I always read the conversations. I, I love seeing. This is what I lo- I always say this, but I, my the main thing I love about this show is I feel that we've got a little community based around it, and I love that so much. Like there are a, a few sort of you know frequent people that we talk to, but people are always getting involved, and, and that's what I really love about this show is that there there is like a real strong community of people built up around it and i don't have that specifically with any other show but you know like people talk about the field without even necessarily referencing the show sometimes and i really that's what i love about this show and why it's easily one of my very very favorites to do and and i'm always I i will want to do this show forever um as long as you will accept that Absolutely, yeah. I, I we we say it almost every episode. I have more, I have so much fun doing this, and uh, I always look forward to it. And the conversations we have outside of the show, you know, in Twitter or email and stuff like that, are you know they're just fun. Everyone, you know, everyone's really passionate about these things, and even people who have zero experience with it, they're, they're like, "Wow, this sounds really interesting," and I want to learn more. And they're asking questions and we're obviously open to answering and answering them and heck half the time the people that that follow us and and you know read the blog and and follow us on twitter they're jumping in you know with their opinions too it's Mm -hmm. it's a it's a good way to get feedback on on lots of things and lots of um answers to lots of questions and i pose questions all the time too and you know i've always got someone that's that's following that's uh able to answer me pretty quickly so it's fun for sure and 45 episodes in and we've still got loads to talk about oh yeah it's it's never ending and i know I mean, that was I something a, you were worried about initially weren't you that we wouldn't have enough to talk about yeah i mean i i do worry about that still i was actually worrying about that today is like if i didn't have this topic today already prepped what would we talk about and i think we could probably 
just put a blank piece of paper on the screen and we'd be okay. Yeah, I've, we're, because we're enthusiastic and we are enthusiasts, I think that there is more than enough to talk about. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So shall I... Oh, excuse me, one second, Brad. I'm going to clear my throat. That did mean that you were allowed to say something. <laughs> no, I wanted to hear if there was a noise. <laughs> of course there isn't. I'm a pro. I just mute, go and mute the mic. Um, yeah, so like, shall, man, we, shall we take a moment to thank our sponsor and then jump into the main topic this week? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I want to take a, just a quick moment to thank our beautiful and, and lovely friends over at squarespace.com who give you everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace provides you with all of the tools that it takes to put your own website online, whether that be a blog, portfolio, business site too. It doesn't matter how experienced you are with putting websites together, you can build something amazing in minutes. You don't have to worry about hosting, scaling, or integration with social services like Twitter and Facebook. They have fantastic support, award-winning 24-7 customer support, so if you need help with setting up, they can um, just assist you. And they also have great online workshops, um, a great knowledge base and stuff like that to help walk you through step-by-step if you want to do it on your own terms and, and however you like, you know, as well. Like I was looking for something today because I was telling a coworker who wants to start their own website. Obviously, I was telling them about Squarespace. And they were asking about um, how to integrate Google Apps, you know, to set up an email with the domain that they will get free if they buy up for a year, which they wanted to do. Um, so I just Googled. And it took me to the knowledge base article and I showed it to them and shared it with them and now they're going to be able to set it all up themselves, which is great. Um, and they were saying, you know, they, they went on and had a play around and they loved how easy it was. And this is somebody who's not really very used to to using these sorts of services. They, you, you know, she was using one of these like build my website random things where it looks like basically front page. Um, you know, but, but this with Squarespace, they're very happy with it. They think it looks beautiful and I do too. So they have um, great responsive design templates making your site look beautiful on any, any mobile device. They have apps, statistics, the lot. They also have Squarespace Commerce, which allows you to now sell things for any Squarespace site, integrates seamlessly into any existing website, any existing template on Squarespace. You can start selling physical and digital goods immediately. They have inventory management, order processing, everything that you need to sell something online. And you can find out more about this by going to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels, where you can also sign up for a free trial. Squarespace starts at $10 a month for their standard plan. If you sign up for one year, you'll get 20% off upfront. If you sign up for two years, you'll get 25% off, and that's of any of their plan options. And if you use the code 70 decibels free, that's 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S and the number free. Not only will it show Squarespace you found out about them through us, it also gives you an additional 10% off your first order. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. I feel like I get better at that every week. You know, to it in my own horn. I've, I've told you offline before that I'm I'm just stunned how, how well you, you read ads better than anybody. And, and and I don't know if you're like reading off a script or doing it off your head or whatever, but it's very impressive. I have a script. I, I've, I've always been impressed with that that skill you have with that. It's it's awesome. I have a script, but I use it as prompts. I mean, I have been doing this ad like five times a week, every week since May. So if I couldn't do this, I, I couldn't do anything. Yeah, I might as well give up. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's different. I mean, you mix it up a lot. I mean, if you said yeah. the same thing every time, it'd be boring. So we mix in different things, different things where, you know, if I'm working on something and we'll, we'll mix it in there. But I mean, you, you pretty much nail it. So, uh, so props to you. Thank you, sir. So now, now do what you do. Tell us about, tell us about some pens. All right. We're going to, in, in, in my realm, we're going to go old school here. We're going to go with what started off the, the pen addict and why I started the blog in the first place. And what pens, you know, made me get really passionate about pens, and that's Japanese pens. Um, you know, I talk about that a lot, and people still – this is probably one of the more common questions I get. People don't grasp the concept that there's differences in, you know, what they can buy at Office Max or Staples or Walmart or something than, than what, say, I'm ordering online from a Japanese importer like JetPens. So when we were – this was like a month ago maybe and we were talking about show topics on Twitter and we got on the, the – I got a few questions about Japanese pens. So I took two of those questions and kind of elaborated on them for today. And the first one's from Joe Lebo. We'll consider him our, our North American male mascot because we seem to talk about him about every episode. Yeah, I've received his ink. Um, I've not – he sent us some ink samples, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, the, um, the Bernanke uh, quick drying mm-hmm. noodlers ink. So yeah, you have to try that. I've received it, but I've not, I've not tried it yet. Yep. But Joe, Joe had a very good question. I, th- I thought was a interesting way to put it. He said, "What's your favorite Japanese pens that haven't made the jump to the U.S. yet?" And this is what I'm talking about. There's so many the options on the Asian pen market for someone who has not looked at it or is unaware it will blow your mind what is available compared to what's available here in the U S. So I made a list of of a few of my pens that are available in the Japanese market that I wish would come to the U S market. Um, it's a pipe dream for a couple of them, a couple of them. I don't know. Maybe they have a shot. Um, I think it's a pipe dream for this first one I listed, which is the zebra Sharbo X. Um, you never got that pen. Did you Mike? The Sharbo X. Uh no, I've got the oh, what is what's the one that I have? I have a Zebra multi pen. Is it Yeah. I don't think it's the Sharbo X though. I don't think so either. But basically the Sharbo is it, it's a nice heavy, you know, like a brass bodied three color multi pen. I, I hate to use the term professional, but it's kind of a it's a nicer looking pen than just, you know, a plastic barreled pen. It's made the engineering of the pen is what sold me on it to begin with. It, the way it functions, um, with like a kind of a, you, you twist the barrel to eject the ink cartridge, but you can just keep going in the same direction, you know, forever. Um, twisting out the cartridges, there's no um, locking or no block to make you have to go back and forth. You can just twist it out. But the thing, the other thing I liked about it, the Sharbo X, so much is that the ink refills, you're able to get a 0.4 millimeter Zebra refill in this pen. So most of the Sharbos come with two ink, two ink, two slots for ink cartridges and one slot for a pencil cartridge. So it's, it's, they do make a, a three ink cartridge and one pencil slot for a four, a four cartridge uh, barrel, but I've never used that one. Yeah, but see, the three I've, cartridge- got, I've got the Zebra pre-fill four and I have three colors and a pencil. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one that just came out not yeah. too long ago. Uh-huh. Um, 
so the Sharbo is kind of an upgrade on that where it's a it's a super nice barrel. And they and the ones I've bought are actually the lower end ones. They run about fifty dollars. They're just a brass barrel, black. I have a solid black one, a solid white one. They go all the way up to like $125. They make some carbon fiber models and it's really made it was a kind of a professional pin for the Japanese market. Um the only drawback on this pin is the gel ink refills. You will run through them extraordinarily quickly. You know, on a on a multi-pin it's a it's a tiny refill to begin with and zebra gel ink refills they just I mean they go fast and they're expensive. So if you're going to buy a Sharbo X I can wholeheartedly recommend the pen. Just know that it's basically you're you're buying a car where you, you have to fill it with premium gas every time. So it's it's an expensive uh, pen to upkeep if you enjoy it. And I enjoy mine. I haven't been using it as much. Um, I think probably because I've run out of my refills right now and I just haven't ordered any more. Um, but it, it's an awesome pen. I've never, same, I've never used my my prefill. I'm still using what you're about to to say. Yeah, what I was going to say is what what one thing the American market is sorely lacking, and you can tell by the the <laughs> the topics I put to talk about is multi pens. If they could, if they could see fit, like for a company like Pilot to market the high tech C Kalito in the U.S. I don't see any reason why that wouldn't be successful. I mean, I I can't I can't come up with a scenario where if you put the Colito barrel in Staples and have ten colors of refills on the shelves, that people wouldn't gobble that thing up. I mean, maybe they don't understand how it works. Maybe it's too too strange or foreign to them. But if there was one pen out of this whole list that I have that a pen company should put in the U.S., it's got to be the Kalito. I mean, it it's the best multi-pen. It's inexpensive relative to most other multi-pens and most other pens in general. I mean, you can get a Kalito barrel and three refills for about six dollars i don't know if my math may be off but you can get a barrel for around three plus refills so six or eight dollars um you can get a three color three color pen and just the the way the market's going with customization everything you know you're able to customize everything these days why will a u.s manufacturer not put a highly customizable pen in the u.s market i they they must just not trust us um, to to purchase it, which is kind of a sad state of affairs, but I I, I don't know. So I, that's that's a pen out of anything I would like to see um, in the U.S. The Kalito from Pilot. I'm going to put in the show notes a link to episode six, um, a show that we did called Multi Pen Multitasking, which was all about uh, multi pens. Cool. And I know people, everyone who I've recommended the Kalito to um, loves it. You know, there's there's not too many issues with that pen. If you like the Pilot High Tech C, you're going to like the Kalito. You know, yeah. the barrels, the barrel options, you know, for the cheapest barrel, you know, it is what it is. It's, you know, it's a cheap plastic barrel, but they do have some more expensive, a uh, little bit nicer plastic barrels. But even the the cheapest, cheaper ones are my favorites anyway. So My favorite thing about the High Tech C Kalito is the packs of refills that you can get. Mm-hmm. So I, when I bought mine, I bought like a refill pack. 
which had like a bunch of colors in it, just in like a little tube. Yep, they come in a tin pack. Yeah, and and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it's one of each, and and I don't know. It seemed it's this this one dumbfounds me. This one this one seems like a complete no brainer. But if you look on the store shelves here in in the U.S. or in the U.K. where you are, Mike, I mean, can what multi pin do you see on the shelf besides the big four color that's been around for decades? I don't know. I really don't. The, probably just the big. Like really, yeah, or, I mean, or children's pens. Yeah, you know, like yeah, exactly. it's, either, it's either a bic or like really bright color children's pens. Right, and I've seen one or two other ballpoint type multi pens, but I've never seen a gel or any anything else besides a ballpoint. I mean, it's just yeah, they they must not believe we want that uh, outside of uh, Japan. So their loss. Um, the next pen is a pen I recommend to. I don't know. I, I recommend this pen almost more than any pen. But people love the Uniball Jetstream, and I love it too. They are looking for a different barrel or something nicer to write with. And there's one called the uh, Uniball Jetstream Alpha Gel, and it comes in this killer-looking black body with a with a, a soft gel grip. It's it's still one of my after. God, probably five years now of having this. It's still one of my everyday carry pens, and if I'm, you know, in my backpack in my pen case or something, this pen is always with me because it is so cool. It's totally durable. It fits all the Jetstream ink cartridges. I, I, it comes with the 0.7 millimeter refill. Um, I buy the 0.5 millimeter refills and put them in there. It fits those. Um, it fits. It fits all the colors. Um, it's a killer looking pen i think um not everyone's a fan of the big grip but i think they pulled it off well now there's they also make like a silver one and then kind of a champagne color one and i think those are ugly but the black one <laughs> the black one is killer and uh it's one of my favorite all if i made an all-time pen list i think this the Jetstream alpha would be on it just because um how cool it is and how versatile it is. And it's, it's relatively inexpensive for a nice upgrade. I think it's about $16 or so, um, on yeah, jet pens. And one before. what's that? I've never seen this one before. Oh, really? When I saw if it, I, went, I thought they'd changed it. Yeah. If I went through my Gmail account and did a search for Jetstream alpha, I'd be curious how many hits I would have from recommending it to people. Probably, <laughs> probably a dozen or so. It's, it seems to come up a lot. And um, a lot of people that buy it, they'll come back and say to me, wow, that, that worked out really well. You know, um, And the last one I put on here from the, the, the Japanese pens that haven't made the jump to the U.S. is an interesting one. And this one could easily make it to the U.S. It's just from a manufacturer that doesn't have any U.S. President, presence, excuse me, presence. It's the Kokuyu Beetle Tip 3-Way Highlighter. I love this highlighter. This is my favorite highlighter because the tip of it it gives you like a chisel tip like you would think of from a standard highlighter. And then it has like this little peg that sticks out so you can have like a little underlining piece of a highlighter, like a little fine line. Or if you combine the two, if you hold the highlighter at the right angle, you can get a top and a bottom line over the text on the page. So that's why they call it a three-way highlighter. There's three ways you can mark the page. It's awesome. I I buy these. This is this is pretty much the only highlighter I use. Um, it it works great. I like having the fine lines. If I'm going to, I, I, I'm a lot of times more of an underliner 
than a highlighter if I'm doing that type of thing. So I use the little small tip a bunch. Um, the only flaw I've heard with this pen is you have to be careful careful when you're putting the cap back on because I've had people rip the tip, the little teeny tip off of the uh, off of the highlighter when they're capping the pen because it'll catch in between the little notch there. But it, it's an awesome, awesome little highlighter, and I recommend it highly. Have you ever seen that one before? Uh, I haven't, and I'm just looking at the image now, and nothing says Japanese pen to, more to me than something like this. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's like, awesome. This is just totally a Japanese pen. Like it's just yeah, but crazy. It, it looks crazy, but it looks yeah. awesome at the same time. Like really useful. Yeah, that's what I was going to say about it. But think about how. I mean, it it makes complete sense, though, right? Oh, it's 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 one of those things where I see it. And I'm like, how could nobody have, nobody else have thought of this? Right. Like it looks. So you can do two lines, one line. A thick line or a different... It's like... It's, it says three-way, but it's more like four-ways. Mm-hmm. Because you could do, like, a really thin line or a really sharp point, or it has, like, two lines or a thick line. Yep. It's awesome. I need to get one of these, I think. Yeah. And they're super cheap. I did, Kokuyu makes great products. Um, they don't make a lot of products. Um, they make some cool pin cases. Um, I think they do some paper. That's nice. Um, it's not a, there, some of their pins offerings, I think they've done a ballpoint in the past. Um, I don't think they've done a gel, but their ballpoint was average. Um, but this highlighter is fantastic. And if anything, you know, this, uh, this would be perfect in the U S market or I should, I should stop saying U S market. It should be out the outside of Asia market, you yeah, know, U S UK. I, I keep saying U S, but I think everyone knows what I mean. So anywhere outside of Asia, so, on the, along the same lines of this topic, that was Joe's question. My favorite pens that haven't made the jump out of Asia yet. And then Greg Jackson asked, what are the North American versions of pens that aren't the same as their Japanese versions? Oh, that's interesting. And I had, yeah, I answer this question a lot. Then this, you know, there's some fountain pen you know, things in this too, that we've talked about how there's differences in nibs from different parts of the country. I mean, different parts of the world, different countries in the world. And, you know, an EF nibs, not the same, you know, in one part of the world as it is the other. And, you know, a lot of pens are the same too. And I don't have any hard, fast evidence that says, this pen is absolutely different in these particular areas than this other similar pen. But I've used them all. I've used them all for years. And there are absolutely differences in how some of these pens write that you would think would write the same. One of the most popular ones is the Uniball Sino DX. It's the micro tip gel ink pen that I recommend more than any pen, even more than the Pilot High Tech C, especially to new users. Yeah, I think of, you sent me one of these. Mm-hmm. So the 0.38 millimeter Sino DX. All right. This is the biggest Uniball gel pen that doesn't seem to have a perfect match outside of Asia. So in the U.S., you get you can get a Uniball Sino RT, which is a retractable, in 0.38 millimeter. You can get a Uniball Sino 207, 
that they've had around for years in 0.38 millimeter, which they just started offering that last year. But the Sino DX 0.38 millimeter writes differently than those two pens, and it writes better than those two pens. And I can't explain why. That's so weird. They don't offer that barrel style outside of Asia. And the tip of the pen is superior to the 0.38 Uniball pens that are available in the U.S. And I can't explain it. You can put them side by side. Like I have plenty of Sino RTs. I have plenty of Sino 207s. And I have the DX. And it's immediate, the difference that I can feel. The DX 0.38 is much smoother than the other two that are available in the U.S. So I, the DX is one of those pens that I have, has never been available other than from an importer. And it's, it's a basic pen. And it comes in a million colors and a million tip sizes, but I've never seen it on a store shelf, and I've never seen a an exact comparable to to the DX and what Uniball offers on the shelves right now. So, Why do you think this is? Is it because of I, the size? No, because the the point three eight RTs and two oh sevens they're available. It's theoretically it, the same size. I don't know. They're just sense. scratchier to me. Like, why could they? Why would they think that a different market requires a different different refill, like a different, totally different refill, like a different, obviously, process of manufacture? Yeah. Because I, I assume I they're know. probably all being made abroad and sent here or there. You right, know? and the, the DX refill is one of those refills like the high-tech C where people love it so much they want a nicer barrel for it, but – this the DX refill doesn't match up easily with anything else. Like the D, my DX refills won't fit in any other Uniball barrels. What? That's um, crazy. Yeah, I, Man, I don't know what, what the deal is. Yeah. So, but the barrels, the DX barrels here, like and, and in Japan, are they like so? So the DX doesn't have a counterpoint, so you you, you can't fit those in any other Uniball. Comfortably, nope. right. So maybe it's something about like thickness might be something to do with the way that the ink is distributed. Yeah, I don't know if it's an ink formulation. I don't know if there's something different. I, I I've never been able to figure it out, but it's better than every other similar Uniball product. Mm. It just is. I, I can't explain it. Well, well, that's why it's good that jet pens exists, right? Right. Right, because this is a this is an awesome awesome pen. Mm. So mm. one that I I do have a problem with um, people getting confused on is the Zebra Sarasa clip. Um, the point four millimeter, I like that pen a lot, and it's got a nice um, springy clip that clips onto things. And in the U.S. in the Japanese market, it's called the Zebra Sarasa clip. In the U.S., there's a pen called the Zebra Sarasa, and it is absolutely 100% different <laughs> it doesn't it does not write anywhere even close to the same as the Sarasa clip the Sarasa clip is one of the best writing gel ink pens on the market the zebra Sarasa is fine from writing perspective the US version it is not the same and it's not close 
Um, the DX, the DX compared to the RT and the 207, they're in the ballpark. Like I like, I enjoy riding with the RT and 207.38 millimeter pens. They're fine. I do not like riding with the Zebra Sarasa. Only the Sarasa clip. The Sarasa clip is not available in the U.S. Don't ask me why. It's a cheap pen, you know, cost-wise. Um, it comes in, God, that thing comes in 15, 20 colors. There's no reason why the clip version shouldn't, can't be marketed in the U.S. or Europe, but it's not. And the Zebra Sarasa is not the same pen. I have that discussion a lot with a lot of people. They say, oh, I got the Sarasa from Staples, and, you know, it's just kind of okay. It's not as good as you say. I was like, well, you, that's not the same pen. They're not even close. And Zebra's done another thing that's gotten under my skin, Michael. And I love Zebra, so I don't want to knock on them. But you've got to. I got to. So in Japan, which gets all the cool stuff first, we, if you listen to the Pen Addict show, you know that that's one thing that's given. Japan gets all the cool stuff first. So they came out, the Uniball Jetstream was so popular, and they categorized it as a hybrid ballpoint ink. So they had the market to themselves for years, and then all of a sudden, every other pen manufacturer came out with, oh, here's our hybrid ballpoint ink. So Zebra's was called the Zebra Surari, and it's an, they called it an emulsion ink pen. The way the, um, the pen, the, the ink cartridge, the consistency of the ink and the ink flow was a very smooth writing, quick drying ballpoint ink, just like the hybrid ink of a jet stream. So Zebra Surari came out in Japan. It's a fantastic pen. Love it. Very happy with it. It was out for maybe two years, if not three. Then all of a sudden, they come out in the U.S. market. I'm strolling through Staples, and I see Zebra Zemulsion ink pens. And I was like... Worst branding ever. That is just tragic. I Why they would go and do something as asinine as that is is beyond me. And... You know, I get people asking, what is this Z-Mulgen? I was like, look, it's been out for years as the Sorari. You know, there's 10 different models. There's a multi-pin Sorari. You know, they're all available in Japan. They're all available online. And these Z-Mulgen inks, I, I think the finest tip you can get them is 0.7. Um, and it's it's just not the same. And it's it's kind of a wreck of a barrel. And uh, the Zebra Sorari is a very simple well thought out, clean looking pen. The emulsion's kind of a train wreck. And Zebra, for all the great pens they make, they come out with some really weird stuff that just it doesn't add up. It's almost like they're trying too hard, you know, with the the marketing and branding and trying to, you know, like you look on the pen shelves in stores like Staples and Office Max, and you know, you see a lot of the the bright colors and the the weird patterns and all this stupid looking stuff. And, and if they would just keep it a little bit, I don't know, a little bit more simple, it might do a little bit better, but I, I have no use for a Z emulsion pen. I, it's, that's kind of a bad idea <laughs> in my opinion. It looks terrible. Yeah. But the zebra Sorari, it's, I love it. It's, it's a great pen. It's well designed. Plus it comes in 0.5 millimeter, which I enjoy. You know, that's another, that's a whole nother rant that I've had several times. You know, even a lot of these pens that are different in the U.S., well, one of the reasons is they won't go as fine a tip as the Japanese market. The Japanese market will have one or two so levels we, finer than in the U.S. 
so we get the Sarasa, and it's mm-hmm. called the Sarasa. Yeah. And then obviously the Sarari is with similar name, mm-hmm. but it's not called that. No. It's the Zemulsion, you know, because they're zebra. I don't, I don't get, I don't get why they have Sarara, uh, Sarasa. It's strange, very strange. Why not call yep. that the Z Gel? <laughs> they might, they might actually have a Z Gel. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't buy many. I love Zebra's Japanese products, and there's only a few Zebra North America products that I enjoy. Crazy, 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 crazy. They have the they have the a, zebra Z grip. Yeah, yeah. That's a company that has two very disparate product lines. What they do in Asia is so f- far different than what they do in the U.S. It's like they're a separate company. Like like they're completely unrelated companies. Uniball and Pilot, there's at least a few similarities here and there. Zebra, it's completely opposite, it seems like. It's very odd, very strange. They have very so. strange names. Can I read you? This is from Zebra. Uh, Zebra. Zebra, obviously. obviously. Zed. This, Zed. this comes from their, uh, from their website. This is just their gel ink products. They're the Z-Grip Gel, the Sarasa SE, the Sarasa Metallic, the Z-Grip Max, the Sarasa... The Orbits with a Z, the J Roller RX, the Jimny Gel Roller, the Great GR8 Gel, Sarasa Clip, and the Jimny Gel Retractable. That's America for you. We need a uh, we need uh, the really whack marketing to uh, sell us products here in America. Does it have bacon on it? That would make it better. It would. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it. So, But, I mean, a few of those products are outside of their gel. You know, the F301, F701, those are all really good pens. But, mm-hmm. yeah, their, their marketing otherwise is, is pretty shot in my book. So It just seems like there is an inconsistency with their product branding. Like, it's just poor. It's really poor, I think. Like, yeah. there shouldn't be all those different names. Like, where's this Jimny? And, and like... Where, why mm-hmm. great gel? Like, they're clearly doing something with the Z, right? And mm-hmm. the Z, or the Z, you know, in America. So if they right. want to call them all Z-Grip, Z-Gel, fine. But it seems like all bits with a Z, you know, cool. But why J-Roller and Jimny and great gel? Right. It's very strange. I don't know. There's, there's lots of opportunities for American pen companies, and none of them seem to see the light very well. Do you know, like, is this... Are they branded... By a U.S. subsidiary. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I won't speak to it 100%, but, you know, I've communicated with Zebra's U.S. office, and they seem like they're totally unrelated. Like, I think I've asked them, maybe asked them questions in the past about some Japanese model, and it's it's almost like they don't know what I'm talking about. So I mean, I, it's that different, I, I believe. Don't, I don't mean this to sound as bad as it probably would sound, but I would understand more, I think, if this branding was created by the Japanese subsidiary. So, like, sure. translation stuff and things get lost. Um, and, like, so maybe in Japanese, like, the way that they sound and or look is consistent. But once you translate them to English, they might lose that. But 
if that was the case, I would be more willing to accept it. But just it's just very random. I mean, me and you sitting here could come up with better names for these products. Right. So, but anyway. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. So, <laughs> those are some of the pens that I use Japanese versions of that are have kind of similar pens in the U.S., but they, you know, they're they're different. And you know, another that's a that's a question I get a lot. What about this pen, and how does it compare to this? And I was like, you know what. It's kind of the same, but I if you put them side by side, it's absolutely different. Um, I guess we need to wrap this up pretty soon, but I did have a couple new products I wanted to talk about. One I've tested out um, and one I have not, but I did a review recently for the new Pilot High Tech C. How did we say we are going to say this? Mica? Mica. Mica. M-A-I-C-A. I actually looked this up. This is a new in the Asian market and came in in jet pens a couple weeks ago. And I thought that I might be able to get a word translation if that was some kind of Japanese word or anything, but there's nothing in trans, nothing in Google Translate, nothing in any Japanese dictionary. And looking at the JetPen's product description, the mica is basically means I think it said uh, my pen or my color. It was basically you know like a customization type term. Right. But outside of that, the pen is really good. Um, I'm pleased with it. It's a longer more rounded barrel for the mica. Um, the ink cartridge is identical to the standard high tech C. One of the things I wrote about in my review is if you're just buying these for refills, um, because you can't buy color ink refills, you can only buy blue, black, and red. So people like myself who use blue, black refills and other pens like the render K this refill is exactly the same, and it's like 30% cheaper than the regular high-tech C. So you should by all means buy the Mica. It doesn't look very nice, I don't think. I think it looks okay. Um, I'm not – I don't hate it, put it that way. The only issue I had was in the grip area. It was a little bit of a ridge there. It kind of hit on the base of my grip. Um, but otherwise, I was I was fine with the looks. Um you know, I, I joked in the post about it being marketed towards girls and and with all the the marketing terms around it, like, you know, I don't, I, I'm not looking at it. So it said like jeweled and pizzazz Jewel, and, you know, all these sparkly and pizzazz. Yeah. So and I didn't really see a lot of that except on the top of the cap. There's a little um, faceted jewel on the top and I didn't even notice it at first. Um, it's not Going forward, if I'm buying high-tech C's, I would probably use the standard as opposed to this. You know, just if I had a choice to pick, if I had both of these sitting in front of me, I would take the standard over the mica. But I didn't hate it as bad as I thought it would. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was some overly feminine pen or anything. I, it was comfortable to write with. I like the rounded barrel. I like the length of it. Um, and I got a, I bought two of them and I think I will, I'll absolutely use them. Um, but I guess my biggest takeaway from that is the, you know, people want to know if there's any difference in the refill or the ink cartridge and there's not, it's, it's identical. So I, I can't explain the cost difference, but, um, enjoy it if, while it lasts, if that's what you're, if you need uh, purple refills for some other Kickstarter pen or some other pen barrel, this is the way to go. The other pilot, which I have, but I have not tested out, is called the Pilot Juice. And the thing that interested me about this pen 
and that I think is going to be something good going forward is one, it only costs $1.65, which is pretty cheap for an imported pen. But what surprised me about a pen like this that's being sold that cheaply is that it's a pigment-based ink. And that means it's essentially like an archival permanent type ink. It's water resistant, fade resistant. Um, you know, it can write on different surfaces. The ink's going to get into whatever you're writing on. Normally pens like this are more expensive. Um, so I haven't tested this out yet. I have it. It's been getting good reviews so far from other people. They enjoy it. So I, I hope to have a review on this, you know, in a few weeks, but I was really surprised at the features of this pen relative to the price. I would think this would be more like a $2.50 or $3 pen. I know that's kind of that's picking nits kind of there on the low end, but if they sold this pen for twice as much, I wouldn't blink because, oh, it's got pigmented ink. That's kind of a big deal for people who want that kind of thing. And this is a very inexpensive way to get some ink permanence. So I thought I would point that out for anyone who is very particular about their ink needing water resistant and fade resistant. Some people will, will only journal with pens that have these ink properties for, you know, they want this journal to last a lifetime and pass it down to generations. So I would always recommend like the Secura Pigma Micron before Uniball came out with their super ink, which a lot of their pens now have pigmented ink, but they're the only other one. So this Pilot Juice is an interesting pen that it offers about 30 different colors in all these pigment inks. So I think this pen is going to do really well for just for that reason. So it, it's it's a feature that a lot of people look for in a pen. So You included a link to the Pilot Juice website. Which yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot <laughs> about that in there. I did that on purpose. It's awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I forgot I put that in there. I'm it's glad a, you said that. It's a Japanese That's website. There'll be a link in the show notes. And it takes you to like a subdomain, I believe. Pilot, yep, yep. Pilotjuice.jp. And then you... Obviously, it's all in Japanese. So you don't know what's happening. And there's a big red button with a blender on it. So you click through. And you're shown like a, a grid of icons of different fruit. So you select a few. You have to select three. And then a button comes up. You press the button. And then it shows, I don't even know what is happening now. I've got like, <laughs> it looks like a whiskey bottle, a milk bottle, a cauldron, ice cubes, humbug sweets, an eye, some mint leaves. I don't know what this means. So then you select one of them and then another red button comes up. And then a blender appears and starts shaking. And then you're taken, you're given a result, which is one pen. So the only thing that I can assume is that there are different properties that you can mix together in the Japanese. I don't know. I'm doing it right now. So I did grape, kiwi, and orange. And now I'm using something like a sunflower seed. How do you, get, thing is. How do you get Google to translate websites? Huh? Isn't there like a type text or a web address to translate a document? Don't they? Don't, yeah, but don't most Google of this is in um, most of this is, I guess, Flash based. I think so. It may not translate. Right. How do you get it to do it though? 
I don't know. I'm in Google Chrome and it, it'll ask me to automatically translate it. So, so, okay. So here's what happens. So I picked my three colors and I picked whatever feature the thing is. And it came, it gave me a color I should pick. So it gave me one of the pilot juice pen colors yeah. out of all the is- features I use. So mine was leaf green, the color of the foliage sparkling bathed in spring sunshine. So you like a goddess is that the spring is that the coming spring? Let me see like this, for example, drifting classroom, surly mood (laughs) while you, while you appear while munching. What is our best on a jury? (laughs) The mouth that laughed, Tooth blackening of glue Batari. So <laughs> we should probably stop that now. <laughs> I feel like I need to do one now. Laughter is fast and furious air that has been frozen is solved at once. <laughs> oh, the world so, yeah. of translations. I, I, yes. I want to, I'm, I'm going through the, the, the process again. Oh, here we go. So let's yes. see what we get here. You, Mr. Kachito, collapsed in the heel or slipper or blackboard that is graffiti. Disturbance of the public morals are nasty type. Tough opponent, but also even more severe because his courtesy or kindness there may still be. Cheers for good work. Thank you. Is true to nature. So I unexpectedly high support rate for both men and women. No, I have to be liked by stray bulls and grandparents in the neighborhood. <laughs> Moral miss to be liked by everyone. The character may not meet, yeah? Today, in the pastel green juice, you come check some public morals. Wow. I'm moved, this, Michael. This is like some beautiful beat poetry going on. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm yeah, moved. I guess you select, I don't know, maybe some, maybe the first bit is like smells or flavors or something. Yeah. Or colors. So you're, put, you're basically putting together all your likes and in, in the end it's it's picking out a, a a juice color for you. Yeah, I guess the second part is like maybe a property of some description that, that, that yeah. it does. That's really um, cool, so, though. I wish that we could really understand properly what was happening. And this, I mean, you think this is like a big deal, but all the pens in Japan have stuff like this. Yes, I mean, huge. they make their own yeah. pages. I mean, this. I mean, in Japan, this is this is probably one of the cheapest pens you can buy, and they've put all this marketing into this pen, right? If it's only a dollar sixty-five in the U.S. You know that's getting marked up from customs and shipping and all kinds of other nonsense. If it's only that price here, imagine how cheap it is here and look at how much they have put into this marketing for this pen. It's crazy. And all the pens are like this. I guess if one of them does it, they've all got to do it, right? You can't. Yep. Or you'll get no sales. Right. We could do a whole show on Japanese uh, YouTube pen videos, pen marketing videos and commercials. They're some of the most hilarious things you've ever seen in your life. I would like to see some. Yep. So are so, we done? Uh, are we finished? We're done. We're done. I'm glad you saw that link because I forgot about it and that was turned out to be the best part of the show. Because <laughs> so, I just I clicked through because you usually have just the jet pens we, in all the other yeah. notes. You, and I was like, why has he included this? So I took a look, started clicking through and I was like, what is going on? Yeah, because I stumbled on that. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I got to show this to Mike. And then I almost forgot it. But, yep, uh, my kids are apparently home. You can hear them now. Okay, so it's probably <laughs> the right time to wrap up. So you can yeah. read more of Brad's work over at penaddict.com. He is on app.net and he is dowdy, D O W D Y, and dowdyism. 
D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M on Twitter. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E on both. Get in contact with us there, or you can reach Brad by email at thepenaddict at gmail.com, or you can reach me at 70decibels.com forward slash contact. So thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of The Pen Addict Podcast. I'm Mike, and he is Brad, and until next week, bye-bye. Goodbye.